Does she do anything embarrassing? She's going three or four times uh, on the toilet in the night. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, man. So so if you have a bad race, we'll know that uh, she was up several times that night and yes. keeping you awake. Yeah, we'll blame her. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Penalty Loop Podcast, a podcast about biathlon by Jordan Gottschalk from Penalty Loop and a regular guest, RJ Weiss from Biathlon Analytics. Hello, everybody. How's everybody doing today? Very good. All right. So today we have we have Anna, uh, and I'm already going to mispronounce it. She literally just got me the pronunciation of her last name, uh, Gondola. It's Gondola. No, it's perfect. Yeah. All right. Well, it was fine. It was okay. It was acceptable. So uh, Anna Gondola is is in Austria. So it is evening time for her. It is afternoon for me and morning for RJ. So this is really a, uh, a podcast taking place across multiple time zones. And uh, yeah, so we're, we're happy to get this opportunity uh, to, to chat, especially coming off of the heels of the, the world championships. Yeah. Hello. And thank you for the invitation. Uh, it's really nice to meet you. Great to have you on. Uh, absolutely. So I have one question right off the bat. Is it Austria or is it Österreich? It's Österreich. It's not Australia. Like we have no kangaroos here. <laughs> no, but, <laughs> <laughs> That's always, but people always they ask you, oh, where do you come from? And then I say Austria. Oh, with the kangaroos. And I say, no. <laughs> <laughs> but is that more the official name or the international name for... Österreich, or? Hello, uh, so Österreich is uh, like the Austrian way, and Austria is like the English way. So we we say oh, okay. Österreich, of course. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Yeah, and then I think the uh, abbreviation is AUT, which is for the French, uh, I guess. Yes, so Autriche. AUT. That's a good question. I don't know why. Uh-huh. Or it's just to make sure that people don't think you're yeah, because raising AUT kangaroos, but they still do. Australia, isn't it? That's right. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah. So, yeah, maybe yep. we have yeah. AUT. So that makes sense. <laughs> now, the question is, have you ever been to Australia and have you seen the kangaroos? Um, no, I've never been there. But uh, I have a friend. Uh, you maybe know her, Darcy Mor- Morton, I hope. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Because she lives uh, maybe yeah half of her time here in Austria in Oberdillier. Uh, okay. and she has already been at my place so we did some training together nice. and uh, but she invited me there but i never managed to go there now so well maybe this summer you can get down there yeah i hope so but it's like i would go in the winter bit, i know because when you go there in summer and there's exactly winter, it's, it's harsh <laughs> Uh, but yeah. Well, perfect. You can go down there and do some uh, some winter training. I don't know how much yeah, snow there is in mm-hmm. in Australia. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, just what everybody expected. You tune into a biathlon podcast, and we start off by talking about Australia and kangaroos. Yeah. So, uh, just yeah, yeah. <laughs> whatever it came for. <laughs> so, Anna, how how are you doing? Uh, coming off of the World Championships, and now you're at home and relaxing. Um, and uh, what what have you been doing? How have you been? Uh, spending your time with uh, a little bit of a break here um but not so exciting i have to admit i just did some emails and all the stuff you don't do uh, while you have competition 
So <laughs> uh, really, really boring. I, a little walk with my dog. I just enjoy the time with my family again because I don't have much time at home left. So just one week. Because mm -hmm. uh, uh, Tuesday we go on to Novemesto. I did mm -hmm. a little bit of shopping too. So this <laughs> has to be good. Um, yeah, yeah, so uh, you, you shared with us already, but do you want to tell everybody what uh, where you want your big your big shopping outing? Yes, IKEA. <laughs> yes. Just, yeah, yeah. But just to look what it's new, but I came out with ten uh, new things. So, uh, <laughs> but everybody does. <laughs> yeah, you, you can't you can't avoid it. Yep. Do you ever do you ever find time to shop uh, at a World Cup, or is it just too busy with practices and mm, the problem? Of the World Cup is that like Oberhof, it's, I've, I'm not sure if you've ever been there, but it's like really, really a small town. So, mm -hmm. yeah, I, I went there for a, a sports shopping trip, but you can, can't buy anything more there. So it's like really, really okay. small mm -hmm. and like all the, the Bielen stadiums are like in places who are not uh, next to uh, big uh, villages or towns or cities. Yeah, yeah. So, and most of the time you don't have time for that because you need to um, recover too and not burn, right. and not do a big shopping tour. So I have to excuse my English too. I'm sorry because I learn French at the moment and sometimes I have, I always have the French uh, words in my, my head. So oh, you please speak tell English me very, very well. Or, or French you, so please correct Your me. Your English... Your English is awesome. Uh, yeah. So, and, and nobody wants to hear me speak German or French. So we'll, uh, <laughs> we'll leave it at that. Um, so, so uh, going back to the Austria Österreich. So you say you speak German. Is that the official name or is, is there a Österreichisch or, or Austrian language? It's really important. Or is it more considered a dialect? Österreich. It's really like we say it here. It's, we say oh. it very well. <laughs> um, no, so Thanks. German is, is, yeah, our language is called German, but in Austria mm -hmm. we have a different dialect. So um, the Germans they don't understand us always, but we understand the Germans. It's a little bit. Right. Yeah, we. It's always. It's the same with Swiss. So Swiss they have a pretty bad dialect, you can say, mm. but they uh, all they, <laughs> they speak German there. Yeah, so. and then I guess within Österreich there's also the Tyrolean. Accent yeah, we have Tyrolean, we have Salzburg, we have Wien, um, Vienna. So we have nine, how you say, I'm not sure how you say, like uh, New York, LA, it's like, a, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep. how do you call them, uh, the departments, no, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. states. So nine states, states. Yeah. yeah, nine states. Yeah. They have yeah. all the different yeah. dialects. And then we have in Tyrol, we have Wallis too. And in this valleys, they speak it, uh, another dialect, and it's like I think we have in Austria more than one hundred dialects. It's oh my so word! If you come oh, yeah. As an American, do Austria to learn German? It's like <laughs> you can do because <laughs> it's not easy. Yeah. I, I still remember when uh, when I was in Austria once, and then uh, you know you learn Danke. And then there's this guy's donk. Yeah. <laughs> and the first time you're like, oh, <laughs> bless you. <laughs> it's really funny because my, my boyfriend, he comes from uh, from France. And he says the same. He always says that we with the car, it's horrible. So that he always says uh, also <laughs> danke. But <laughs> it's not the most beautiful language uh, on earth. But <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> 
Is he a biathlete as well? Yes, Your he's boyfriend? a biathlete. Yeah. No. His name is Emily Claude. Um, you know him, maybe. Oh, he's, yep. Yeah. Do we know his him? He is. is uh, I. He's. Too. Yeah. Well, he's in uh, Canmore right now, isn't he? Yeah, he's in Canmore right now. So um, that's why I know with the time, you know, that you have the time difference because I yes, thought about yeah. it afterwards. And yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, that's yeah. Cool. So. Maybe we can, uh, well, maybe we'll run into him because we're going to be over at the races the next really couple of weeks. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that'd be, that'd be fun. Yeah. We'll, uh, we'll let him know that he's in trouble with you and uh, he needs to call immediately. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's also, it's so cool because I always watch the EU Cups uh, in the Eurovision TV. Uh-huh. And he's, mm-hmm. you oh, they always pronounce him as Emilien Claude. It's like the cloud. Oh, you know? yeah. <laughs> Cloud. I always yeah. say it's the, the cloud. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, now, now that you said that, I'll be, I'll be listening for it, and the yeah, <laughs> and it'll, it'll, yeah it'll stand up. <laughs> yeah. I hope he likes the the cold because I oh, think it's um, yeah. minus twenty six yeah, in, oh. in Calgary. It's probably a bit colder still in Camor. Yeah. I, I hope it. They say by Saturday it should be zero Celsius, but uh, okay. They, I think the first race is Thursday, right? Tomorrow? Yeah, well, they, they tomorrow, postponed it. They, oh, they already postponed it? They postponed it already? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah They. I think they moved it back to Saturday, and then okay. they moved. I think the Mass 60 got moved back to next Tuesday. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's now, always, how's yeah. the weather in Austria? Because it seems like it's been a bit of a heat wave. And I'm, and I'm asking because so you're sitting here wearing a shirt, wearing sun love and yeah. <laughs> uh, in short sleeves. So I, I have the feeling it's pretty warm there. Yes, it's so warm. It's really, it's horrible at the moment. I think today it was like 15 degree. So wow. yeah, not normal for this, for this time for February. It's because uh, no. yeah. I, I train in Seefeld and this year we had so uh, less snow it was like i never i just did two times a really long tour and normally you can, mm-hmm. I, I did it maybe yeah 40 50 times by per year but this year it's, it wasn't possible so uh-huh. climate change is yeah hope it's not yeah. going on like that yeah yeah that's the hard thing when you're in a sport like that it's really in your face right yeah mm-hmm. uh... yeah well i was gonna ask what what are you doing for training right now? Obviously, you're not on skis, but... Um, I am on skis, so I started training today, actually. And I just did a little bit... So at the moment, it's just to keep the form for the next races. Yeah. So I'm mm-hmm. just... To, and don't do too much. Just tomorrow a little bit intense. And then I do really slow training, some strength training. And yeah, so not... not, not big uh, things but yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah you just maintenance you're not you're not doing any huge workouts yeah that's right yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like and you and you use uh step dancing for other like balance and coordination or step dancing. i saw that's one of your hobbies <laughs> did you saw it <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um i did it when i was eight years old i think for three years four years maybe something like that uh, but I still have the shoes here, but I okay. never, I never <laughs> practice. So <laughs> I think maybe I know some steps, but uh, yeah, I'm not as good as I was okay. before. 
Uh, speaking of dancing, um, this uh, this past couple of weeks in in Oberhof, you guys, uh, your team, you had lots of coordinated dances that showed up on Instagram. Who is who is coordinating these things? Who's putting them together? <laughs> um, it was we saw it. It's, it's a video which exists uh, already in the internet. So many people uh... dance already. So it was just the inspiration of somebody else. I think it was the skeleton team from Italy who did it. And Dunja, oh. <laughs> actually, she saw it and she came, came, came to me. She said, ah, we have to do it. And I said, Dunja, it's impossible. Look how they, it's, it's too fast. But I think we just practiced 10 minutes, 15 maybe. And then oh, it, wow. was, it was really incredible. I was really impressed of our team because we had it so quickly. Yeah, well, maybe this is something you guys should be doing. If maybe, you guys, yeah, if you picked it up should. so quick, yeah, this is yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, go well, on tour is uh, is for <laughs> for dancing. <laughs> I thought it was like the top ten, the top ten celebration dance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So hey, how, oh, I oh, apologize, RJ. No, please. No, I saw that you're also a student. Are you, what are you st uh, studying right now? Uh, actually, I'm, I'm not a student, no. I finished oh. I, I did a, a different, how you say, a different way than the others did. Uh, because um, I started with a boarding school first and uh, I didn't like it there. So I changed the school to an evening school in Innsbruck. So I was like studying cool really long longer than the others mm -hmm. because there you can plan your day as you want so um also the subjects so i can say in winter i don't want to do so much i just mm -hmm. had two mm -hmm. subjects and then in summer i did more so i had i was in school i think two days uh two years longer than the others um but it was really worth it because so i could concentrate on my training too so i mm -hmm. finished school one year ago and so i decided or maybe one it's i think it's uh, two years now <laughs> i'm not sure and uh, now i just wanted to focus a bit on on my sport first so not start with school again because it was really hard for me too always learning and training the combination mm -hmm. and at the moment i'm searching to study anything so um mm -hmm. it's really not easy in austria because we have not so many opportunities and the problem, I'm interested in, in things like biology and stuff like that. And this is not possible um, next to the sport. Um, at the moment, mm -hmm. I'm searching something in France because it's easier there. They have more opportunities for uh, athletes. Um, but mm -hmm. it's really a difficult uh, topic. But I hope that I will find something soon because I really want to start studying something. Yeah. Mm. So you yes. said you're interested in biology. So where would you see yourself going with that? Yeah, I'm not sure. Um, I just, I, I, like, I liked it in school, the subject. And I'm mm -hmm. also really interested in animals and evolution and everything that was really, really interesting. Um, so also I said to myself, uh, uh, I want to be an archaeologist. How you say? Uh, how, how, yeah. how, oh, yeah. You got it. Source and yep. everything, how, how the life was uh developing you know to do something mm -hmm. like in this direction uh but i'm not sure so i really need to to find something first maybe i will i think at the end i will go in direction of sport because mm. the most uh 
easiest one for me, but well, we will see. And and clearly, you already have a passion for it. If it's uh, yes, taking you this far, too. Yes, but I had it. It was also subject in my boarding school, and it was interesting. But I'm I like to to practice the sport and not learn about mm -hmm. it. It's uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. Yeah. No. So, uh, when when along the way with school, did you actually, or or outside of school, did you actually get into biathlon? Like, how old were you when you started doing that? Very very young, because uh, my dad was a former cross country skier, and he was uh, pretty good too. He did also an Olympic medal, and uh, oh. so it was because of him I was uh, the first time on skis with two years. I mean, it was was more like uh, walking on ski, on skis, uh, but uh -huh. I started so with with two years I was on skis, and then um, Christoph Suman, he is a good friend of us, and he was why I came to Bayern. Um, so I think Bayern I started with six or seven years, maybe something like that. So really early. <laughs> I have to admit. Mm -hmm. Wow. And yes, and since then I decided to stay at Bailon because I always said no cross country skiing. It's too too boring for me. I need something more exciting. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, yes, I I never regret the uh, the choice. <laughs> it's interesting so, that that you started that young because I always feel that it's hard to get really young kids into cross country skiing because there always seem to be more appeal to the downhill. Yes, that's mm. right. Especially, and in, especially Austria. in Austria. Especially in Austria. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, my dad, he was he was always going when we said when the weather was good, then we said, okay, we take the car, we go to Seefeld uh, to cross country skiing. And mm -hmm. I think in my life, I was maybe uh, 20 times uh, downhilling. So okay. nothing. Well. So I'm, I'm also really, really bad in downhill. I'm, <laughs> I think you guys are better than me. That's, that's because you, you mentioned already that you go down the Streif. I would never do that. <laughs> never. <laughs> and, and then, then oh, uh, when along the way did you get did it go from just being something you enjoy doing to being like, I want to be a biathlete, like a biathlete. I want to, I want to make a career out of this. I decided that I think when I was uh, six years old, because you know, when you are in school, you have the friendship mm -hmm. books or how you say, how you call it in English. Oh yeah. It's a friendship. Yeah. Okay. And I always write there, um, your dreams for the future. I always uh, wrote, uh, I want to be uh, Olympic and world champion medalist. So it was a big dream of me since I was little and yeah. I'm still dreaming of it. <laughs> Are you? Well, did you have a, a certain athlete as your idol at the time? Yes, it was Magdalena Neuner. Oh yeah, Olympic mm. idol, and also Christoph Suman, and yeah, I think that was it. Uh, mm -hmm. Was Simon Eder already uh, Simon on Eder. the World Cup by then? Or? Yes, it was <laughs> also funny because they were all the there, there was Simon Eder, Christoph Suman. Dominic Landerdinger, mm -hmm. and who was the fourth? I think it was Ah Mesodic. Mesodic and mm. the, oh, yeah, yeah. they were always we were, we did a, when there was the World Cup in Hochfilzen, we went there with the family mm -hmm. of Suman and my family to cheer for Christoph for Sumi. And it was I think I was 
eight years old and I was always there in Hofilzen to cheer <laughs> for them. And, and now this year I was, it's the, was the first time that I started there by myself. It was, uh, <laughs> it was pretty cool to think about that. Um, yeah. 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 And now the, the family was cheering you. And up. now the family's cheering. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's pretty wild that, uh, you know, that, that growing up and, and watching the sport like that. And then, and then that's your debut is yeah. right there. Mm. You know, yeah, it was, uh, it's cool. yeah, neat. It was really emotional. Yeah. Oh, I, I believe it. Mm. And it was a pretty, pretty good debut too. Right. I mean, you made the pursuit and I then, uh, it. and then, yeah. So it's not, it wasn't like you got overwhelmed by the moment. Yeah, it was, it was a difficult day. I was really, really nervous and, um, It was not my best performance. I was not uh, satisfied with my race that day. Uh, but mm -hmm. everyone was so satisfied with me and said, yeah, you did the pursuit and it was great. But actually, it was really, I couldn't show all what I had. And I was really disappointed with that race. But the pursuit, it was better than, yeah. So the mm -hmm. sprint was really Oh, it was it ever. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. The pursuit was good. <laughs> yeah. Well, and then the very next weekend, you were almost in the top 10. Yes, it was incredible. <laughs> I couldn't believe it by myself. It was, I was really in shape uh, this time. And uh, uh, it was really cool. It was like my second home in France. Uh -huh. So you've been there a lot? Yes, because my more, boyfriend, uh... of course, I nearly spent yeah. all of my summer in France. And trained a lot oh, wow. with, with them too. And yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, how perfect you're, to, go you're from, for, to go from home to home. Yes, you can say, yeah. Mm -hmm. So this was always, I was uh, in summer, I made some some plans or some aims for the future, for the season. And I always said it would be so great if I do the EBU Cup and then I go to Hofilzen for my World Cup debut and then do Le Grand Bono. It was always my um, my goal. Like, but I never thought that it really comes true. This, this, <laughs> this, uh, yeah. But it was in. Well, you should continue that trend with your dreams about <clears throat> Olympic and uh, World mm -hmm. Championship yeah. medals. <laughs> <laughs> would be not a bad idea. So, um, I was looking over your your stats a little bit, and I noticed in the last. But well, more for the Austrian women's team that in the last two years, the ski time or sorry, the shooting times and shooting percentages have improved a lot. Did you have a new, like, was there sort of a new program or a new coach or? Um, no, not really. I needed to train it by myself because I saw that I always, when I lose time, um, it's always at the, in the shooting, so like the range time and the shooting time. I sometimes I'm I'm still really really slow. Sometimes I still lose uh, 20 seconds, something like that. So I really mm. needed to improve this that summer. I I think I improved a bit, but I'm still not the fastest. So I still have to work on that. Um, I I can shoot uh, pretty uh, uh, pretty fast in training. But I don't manage always to do that in the competition because there you have the, yeah, too much thoughts and you always want to do everything perfect in 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 the competition. And yeah, it's not always so easy. Yeah, it's 
It's interesting that, I mean, it's exactly the same distance. It's the same target. Yeah, it's but everything it's, the same, yeah. but you always want to do uh, something special in competition. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Would you say, you know, working with uh, Lisa Hauser and, and Simonator, who've been around a bit longer, um, do you ever work with them or, or ask them, like, what's the biggest thing? And, and is the being able to shut everything around you off, is that mm-hmm. is that something that um you learn by experience or um i was like shutting it off i was really good when i was uh, little because i played violin too and uh, i when you play the violin you have like to close your your ear so i was really good mm-hmm. at okay. that but unfortunately unfortunately i did not practice uh, i did not continue to practice the violin so i'm a little bit losing that uh, how you say mm. Ability, yeah, thank you. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I talked to to Lisa and Simon, um, especially Simon also. So I, I'm always asking him for some hints and how he he does and everything. Um, but unfortunately, we did not do so much in summer because I was still in the in the junior team or in the EBU Cup team, and mm-hmm. we never had some trainings together. It was uh, I don't know why, um, but yeah, it was was like that. So we did Sorry. trainings always separated, and so I didn't have the opportunity to do some trainings with them together because I'm sure that would help me. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's you know to have a teammate like Simonator, who's I would say one of the best, if not best shooters yeah. of the mm. what, last ten, fifteen years. So yeah, yeah no uh, But so, are you officially on the the eight? Kata or the national team now or is that no, not still kinda... so we have some uh, criterium for that uh, mm-hmm. at the moment I think I, you always have to reach two of them so at the moment I just have one I think I just need to stay in the top 40 in the World Cup overall and then I would oh, have yeah. the, the A team um, for national mm-hmm. team you have to do medals so that's impossible I think okay. this year I'm not yeah we will see, <laughs> but it will be hard. Yeah, yeah. And but if I reach the A team, because now I'm in, in the P team, so if I reach the A team, it, it would be yeah, it would be great for me. I I feel pretty confident that you're going to be in the A team for so. uh, for next season. I hope so. Yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, so yeah, no, just just uh, RJ and mentioned shooting improvement this year on the world cup, you have been 90% or better in seven of the 11 races, which is pretty phenomenal. I mean, that's not, that's not just good. Like that's great. Yes. It's, uh, especially the, the prone shooting is pretty good. Mm-hmm. I w- it wasn't that good in Oberhof, unfortunately, but normally I feel really safe in prone shooting and yeah the bigger the bigger problem for me is the standing shooting i'm yeah when i shoot the mistakes it's uh, most of the time in standing and yeah i i will practice this a bit more in summer and mm-hmm. yeah we will see well you gotta improve. take advantage of of hopefully you know of having uh, ader yeah. there yeah. and uh yeah. and picking his brain yeah <laughs> And are you, uh, would you say for standing, are you more of a process shooter or more like a reaction shooter? No, I'm, I'm really not, not, not reaction or the other. So I'm really, okay. uh, I should be more reaction shooter because I'm 
most of the time I am already in the in the dark or in the uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. So, but I don't shoot, so that's my biggest problem. I don't know why. Mm. It's always it's when I do when I'm in training, that's it's no problem. I, I think I'm a reaction shooter. But when I'm in the competition, I'm no wait a little bit more because if you shoot now, maybe then it's a mistake, you know. So this mm. is just a, a mental thing, I think. What what I need to yeah, improve. but that's that's also confidence that will and confidence, grow as yeah, you and maybe also continue, experience right? and uh, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I mean, it's it's quite amazing. Your whole uh, like Lisa Hauser um, Zduch is that how you pronounce her last name? Uh, it's Zduch, uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Zduch, yeah. Uh, yeah. I always pronounce it also. Also, I hope she doesn't hear that now. <laughs> we'll make sure to tag her in the Instagram post to make sure that she hears it. Yeah, but yeah, no, there you you have a lot of good shooters on the on the team. Yeah, so Incredible, it's a, yeah, um, so yeah. Mm -hmm. They never miss. I think the Austrian team in general are one of the the best shooters mm -hmm. of the world. So now, why why is that? Is that just that you guys come up and grow up as good shooters, or like there's just more of a like practice, or is there something about like the coaching? I mean, there's got to be something, some some connective tissue. I ask myself that question too. I'm, I really don't know. I really maybe it's the training. Maybe they do more dry shooting. Um, I, I really have no idea. Maybe it's in the evolution. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> See, this is why you need to study biology. Yes, is so you can study I, study yeah. why are Austrians good shooters? <laughs> yeah, discover then what's the reason. So, <laughs> um, so you've had a like it's a, a pretty steady rise, right? Right. So I think you did juniors for a couple of years, and then primarily on the IBU Cup for a couple of years, and now. Um, I think you just did the one weekend on the IBU Cup at the beginning of the season. Is that right? Yes, that's right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah and so now, now pretty you know steady on on the World Cup. I mean, was that when you were working with your coaches? Was that sort of like a plan that was laid out, or was it all based on uh, your results and how you were doing? Um, not really. So it's really this year. It's just because of the results. The, they always mm -hmm. said the best one of Idra, so the first EBU Cups were in Idra. Uh, they yeah. said the best one. They if the if the um, results are really good, so like mm -hmm. you win or you are in the top six, then they may change with one of the World Cup, uh, with one goal of the World Cup. And mm -hmm. so I I know if I am really good there, then I have the chance to go to Hochfilzen. It was also a big pressure for me. The first races, they weren't good at all. I really sh sh shot a lot of mistakes. and uh, But the second week was better. And so I qualified myself for Hochfilzen. And they changed uh, Katharina Innerhofer uh, mm -hmm. instead of mm -hmm. uh, for me. And so it wasn't really planned. So it, as I mentioned, it was like a dream that I had in summer, yeah, yeah. but it was not a uh, plan at all. Yeah. Well, and and you've certainly taken advantage of it, right? Because it's not like you, you you've been very good since since coming up. So, like I said, I I have every confidence in the world that you're going to stay on. You're going to be on the A team for next <laughs> season. Yeah, it was really a. I couldn't imagine that by myself because I thought, yeah, I go there and maybe I make. Uh, it, I just wanted to make some points. So top 40 for me, that was already a big result. And that I 
can almost make the top 10. It was like, okay, <laughs> what's going on? Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so far it was a pretty good season for me. Yeah. yeah. Well, you've been inside the top 40 pretty much every race. Yeah. I mean, just the, the first one and then the, the, yeah. the sprint in, in Oberhof. That didn't even count for points. So, yeah. yeah. Unfortunately, I was sick in, uh, on Christmas. Yeah. And then I was sick again in Bokluka. I also did the race yep. there when I have a cold. So it was really not a good idea. I would never do that yeah. again. But I, I thought I would try because I have to fight a lot with uh, with the sickness, like the yeah. little colds. I always have uh, colds in winter, and that throws me back uh, really far in training and in from from my shape. Mm-hmm. And so I, I said I made the decision this time that I will try to race with the cold if this changed every, anything. And after the two races, I was really, I was so tired and my body was saying, no, you stop now. And then I couldn't do Rupalding. And then it was the next, uh, the next competition where in Antholz and on the high, mm-hmm. on the high. Uh, yep. It was yep. horrible. Really, Antwerp was one of the most <laughs> horrible races for me because after you are sick and then you go up there, you can nearly breathe. And yeah, but now uh, my shave is coming back again. So the last races in Oberhof they were pretty good. Um, oh, yeah. Running performance, I think. It's just the shooting who, uh, which was not the best. And. Not- Look, twenty fourth place in the world championships and the individual. I don't think you can be upset with that yeah, at all. It's okay, but you saw one mistake. Uh, I yeah. know. And then you, <laughs> yeah. then I would be in the top ten. But yeah, the sentence: if I did that, I would be there. Like, sure. <laughs> yep. <laughs> you said it a lot in Biathlon, and yeah. uh, you, you can drive yourself crazy. You can drive yourself, yeah, as you as you say. Yeah. <laughs> so, what do you find the biggest difference uh, moving from the IBU Cup to the World Cup level? Um, actually, there's no big difference. It's just the the people, the crowd who is cheering. That's the. It was in Hofilzen uh, a big challenge for me because when you have a home World Cup, then there's everyone cheering for you, and also on the shooting range they do like hey mm. hey. <laughs> Sometimes they do oh, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, it was for me something, it was really new for me. And uh, yeah, but I think you get used to it. So I, I got used to it more and more like every race. And uh, that's the most difference. I And the other things, yeah, these are athletes too. Maybe they are other athletes. Like you do the training suddenly with, uh, with Elvira Oeberg or Julia Simon. And it's like at the first time I was like, wow. I'm doing the training with the, the big stars now, but at the end, you there are your how you say enemies too, or your you know your competitors. Yeah. Sure. So, yeah. yeah. Um, at the end, it stays the same. Yeah. And was there so because you were very successful at the youth junior level? Did you find that a big step uh, going from youth junior to the IBU Cup? Um. Oh, it was. It was a bit difficult because um, I needed to do the step from IB Junior Cup to EBU Cup because of COVID, because there weren't any races. So this was mm-hmm. for me mm-hmm. really difficult because if it was normal, like without COVID, I wouldn't have done the races uh, in EBU Cup. That's that's sure because 
the level or the niveau it was really really high at that moment there were so many uh, athletes who were doing the EBU cup i think we were more than 140 sometimes wow and uh, yes wow. it was really a hard season for me because you were there and you did not always do the best wrestles because i was still junior and yeah it was mm -hmm. just hard and yeah is that also the year that you missed uh, soldier hollow because of being sick or? yes i also missed soldier yeah. hollow last year because i had covid um i did mm -hmm. the medal uh, in my first debut cup in nobe mesto and then i was really my shape was so good then i came back uh, from nobe mesto home and then i was getting sick again and then made a test mm. and it was positive so yeah and then i unfortunately had to skip uh, soldier hola that's right. Yeah. And yeah, this year I would, I'm, I'm still junior. And this year I, I, the, the junior world championship was a big uh, dream or a big goal uh, of me too. But now it was going so well in world cup. So I decided to stay in world cup and do not the, the world championship in, in Kazakhstan. Um, yeah. It was also a hard decision because, as I said, uh, one time sick, uh, the junior, the world championship in, in Obatiliach was also not good because it was a mental stress for me to do the world championship at home and I mm -hmm. wanted to do a medal there. And yeah, right. it was not the best race there too. So my junior year was really not the best, I think. But so it was hard to, to make the decision to, to skip this world championships too. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, yeah, I think it was not a bad decision. So I think the World Cup is now more important for me. And to make well, and progressive. you mentioned you had a medal in Novemesto, yeah. and that's where you're going next, right? So you yes. have to have some good feelings coming up. <laughs> I have really good feelings there because I did always good races there. I really like Novemesto. I think it's a cool place. And I also like the track, the shooting range. Yeah. What what do you like about it? This is actually a question we asked to all the athletes is, you know, what is your favorite track and, and what's your favorite location? But what about Nova Mesto? Because we haven't really spoken with anybody about, about that track in particular. I don't know why. Because maybe I did always good races there. I really don't know why. <laughs> but I always had fast keys there. Um, and I just heard some some saying that there are, that the crowd there is amazing. So there will be more people than in Le Grand Bonneau. And in Le Grand Bonneau, it was so much, <laughs> so many. Uh, so I'm really excited to do uh, the races there now with people because I did just mm -hmm. new cups. And I think it was my first, one of my first junior cups I did there too. Um, so yeah, there weren't any people. And so I'm really excited how it is with with them. Yeah, yeah. yeah I re just read somewhere that Oberhof, Oslo, and uh, and Overmiesto have the typically have the most spectators. Yeah, yeah. Throughout mm -hmm. the weekend. Yeah, I think Novemesto is is the most. Is the it? Most is it really? I think so yeah. So there. I would never have like guessed really, that. Really, really crazy. Wow. Uh, well, now I'm I'm really excited. I, maybe I'll hop on a plane real quick. And sorry, RJ, I'm not coming to not coming to Calgary. Oh, well, I guess we'll unpack every or pack everything up again. Then. Yeah. <laughs> well, Jordan and his family are uh, coming to Calgary uh, in about a week's time, uh, so that we can go to the IBU Cup in uh, in Camor. Yeah. Uh, cool. So. Yep. Yeah. Um. 
All right. So uh, heading to to Nova Mesto, and you got the good feelings there. Um, what is your outlook? What are your uh, What are your goals? I guess for for the rest of the season. Uh, still the top ten. I really want to mm-hmm. do the top ten, and uh, I almost did it again in Oberhof in at uh, mm-hmm. individual. Uh, so I hope I still have some chances. I hope that uh, will yeah that I will manage it to do there, or in Östersund or in Oslo. And mm-hmm. if not, then I hope that I always make points and to stay in the top mm-hmm. uh, uh, 30 in the World Cup uh, overall. So this would be my big goal, yeah. And another uh, top... It's good. So every World Cup level relay you've been on, mm-hmm. nine was your worst mm-hmm. place, right? Yes, that's right. And then two fifth places, so... Or maybe do a medal you know, with the get... relay once, yeah. That would be great. Yeah. Too. Absolutely. So, so what's that like to be, you know, on a? I think your was it your second where Lisa Hauser wasn't even on your team and you still got in fifth place, I believe. Yeah, yeah. That's right. And then, of course, at the World Championship. So, so what's that like to be a relative new player on the team and be that successful? Yeah, it's really cool because I like the same again. I I couldn't believe at the beginning of the season that I will be a a fixed part of a relay of the women relay. Um, so it was a big honor for me too. Um, they always put me right. in the second position, so it always means also a little bit that you that you're a good runner and that they need you. You maybe catch up what the first women, yeah, if they if she loses a little bit time, so they need the second mm-hmm. to catch up again. So mm-hmm. it's like a little bit the position of the second, and uh, so it was a big honor for me to have this place and and yeah, manage two times the fifth place. It's incredible. And and some really good shooting and and um is it the second spot on the team is that do you like that or would you just whatever they put you on is fine or yes I, I really love this position I love it because uh, the the first one I would never uh, never do but it's always like when you go out with the whole crowd like thirty athletes or I don't know for me this mm-hmm. I'm I'm so nervous and I'm really glad that Dunya takes this part I think she's really the best. Uh, first position runner or how you call them mm-hmm. and the second you don't have to wait too much for your start and it's also really for the the, the second position for me it's perfect oh, nice. yeah. <laughs> would you ever cool. do a fourth last on a team yes if i yeah why not yes <laughs> but uh, if you are the the last one then you are the best one of the team so <laughs> because of that i would do it yes because Okay. <laughs> it will mean that I'm the best of the team. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to ask after you guys got that uh, that fifth place um, uh, without Lisa Hauser, did you guys joke that you were going to kick her off the team? You didn't need her anymore. <laughs> no, never. But she 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 said it. She made a story. I think it was. I just lost my place for the team or something like. That. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, but we we always we we thought about what. If Lisa would have run with us, uh, would, if sure. we would yeah. have made a medal or not, but you never know. I always said yeah. you never know. It could be that Lisa Ash uh, shot the, Ash, um, a penalty loop, or you never know. Or yeah. shape on yeah. that day. And I think Julia, she made really a good job. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, and then in, in Oberhof, you were uh, on your leg. You were, what, the, the fourth best? Of of your leg, I think that you were uh, of of all the women. So that's 
yeah, pretty darn good. So yeah, it was really. I, I lost a bit the first two loops, but the the last one I was one of the uh, I think the four fast. Uh, four, how do you say four fastest? Yeah, uh, yeah. you were. Yep. I think nine seconds behind the best one, so it was really. Mm -hmm. I was in good shape on the day two. I just, uh, I still need some training, that's sure. So I'm still not on the level like TRS. But I always learn a lot when I when I run like I did in the individual with Dandrevold. And mm -hmm. yeah. for me, that's really a good practice too, even though it's really hard for me. <laughs> so it's maybe a little bit um, over my niveau or my level what I could mm -hmm. run. But I always think these are the races which bring me farther and right. yeah so well if yeah. you're keeping up then that that is your level then yeah right? i hope so hope uh, one day have you ever have you ever shot next to uh Tandervolt? like is it is it weird when you have a left-handed shooter that's all of a sudden facing you instead of mm -hmm. looking at their backside we had one in the team when i was in boarding school so i really oh yeah he was shooting next to me because um, I always looked in his face, and it was a little bit awkward. But <laughs> Very strange. <laughs> yeah, but I never shot next to Dandrevold. I think no. But okay. normally, well, when you are in the competition, you are so focused that so you can't see yeah. next to you. If you see right, it, it's yeah. not a good sign. You should really stay. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, speaking of shooting, so there was a was it the mixed the mixed relay. Where was it? Uh, was it longer? Uh, had the issue with the snow in his barrel. This was back uh, in in Pokiuka. Yes, right. Mm -hmm. And uh, so now, you know, you mentioned uh, not really paying attention to people around you and what they're doing. If he had been next to you and been doing that, like, would you have noticed? <laughs> I think when he was behind me, no, because I can't see what's behind. Me. Yeah, but in front yeah. of me, maybe yes. Uh, but oh, it was really the situation. I was so, so scared because I was actually, I thought it was not allowed to do that. But uh, I think he put out his magazine, so it was okay. But it really looked not good at all. Like when he was going yeah. with his pole into the open <laughs> I was watching, yeah, when I was watching it, I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> Stop. But, <laughs> I, I think we, I think we all had the same thought. Like, yeah. what, what are you doing, man? Stop. <laughs> But yes, uh, hopefully nothing uh, happened. But uh, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, oh, how you say? Yeah, it was. Yeah. Probably in hindsight, he was uh, maybe thinking I shouldn't have done that, but, uh, <laughs> even just for damaging. What I was, uh, I'm always curious. Your rifle is that? Um, is do you have like a new stock recently, or are you still shooting with the original stock? Or um, no, I still have the like always. I did my rifle. I think. Uh, like six years ago, it was uh, a man who makes it especially for you. So it's like, okay. hit on me, my mm -hmm. rifle. And it's also uh, really expensive to do a rifle, so you mm -hmm. don't change all the time. And right. Normally when it fits, then you stay with this. Maybe you can do some um, change sometimes. So like in summer, I was going do that man again and change some things. I don't know if mm -hmm. right. the fingers are, uh, yeah, there. Yeah, it's hard to, to explain, but you can do that. But normally you, you keep your, your rifle while you have. And then is that in wood? Does he shape it yes, all in wood? Yes, it's wood. So there are different techniques, um, but mine is, is wood, yeah. 
So there is okay. car carbon and everything. You can maybe use everything what you want, but mine is wood. Okay. And are you thinking of painting in any any um, anything special for next season or? In not really because I I, I know it. Everyone has the same like the brown wooden rifle, mm -hmm. but. Uh, if you put color there on it, then it's like just more heavier. So I think I will mm. say it like mm. that. And I'm thinking about the magazines because some uh, nations have the flag. The yeah, magazines, yeah. So I mm -hmm. really like that one. Um, but yes, I think the rest will stay like that. Okay. I think you should put a little kangaroo on there Sorry. just as a joke. You're <laughs> 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 Um, so you mentioned earlier, I'm, I'm wrapping uh, a couple things together here. Uh, you mentioned the, the shopping. We mentioned how much you like the course in Nova Mesto. Mm -hmm. What, uh, what stop or what town has the best shopping experience? Cool. Obviously not Oberhof. But, we, we talked, we, we ruled that one out. But down with, with shooting range. So yeah. Um, Oh, that's a good question. Antols, but we, uh, no, not Antols, how is it called? Uh, Livigno, but they, we never have races there, but there's a shooting range. <laughs> oh, is it really? <laughs> um, yeah, Livigno is really cool. Um, yeah. I think the other places are really, uh, one, yeah, Shushen, because there's a, a Swix shop in Dilma, oh. so it's also, okay. But the other, Ranges that are so far from any from everything you can say. It's yeah. Sometimes the the shooting ranges are really like yeah you wouldn't go there from doing holidays. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> um, what about in in Pokyuka in in Blood? I mean, it seems like that's a really popular location. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're right. In Blood, it's okay, but but I also I didn't do any shopping there. I didn't saw anything. Mm. So. Next. I, are you guys going there next year, or I, you'll have to you'll have to go next time? Yeah, I think so. I, I I looked a little bit, but I didn't some some shopping yeah. malls or anything. So it is also not mm. a, a, a big town. It's yeah, it's okay. more now, than now. Now, what about <laughs> where's your favorite shopping place without a shooting range? Because now I'm curious. <laughs> I was in Paris last year. That was pretty. Mm. And ooh, like all the big cities, yeah, like yeah. Vienna, Vienna yeah. is also cool. Also in Innsbruck, you can do pretty good shopping. But, oh, uh, so it's not like I'm doing shopping all the time. I'm not like. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know. I just uh, I was curious. Two, three times uh, per year. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So, so I'm just curious as a pro athlete. Um, obviously, you don't go to the intersport to to get new skis. <laughs> How does that work? Like, so Swix, for example, do they send you a sample of poles at the start of the season? And I, I think for the skis, you probably go to the factory or. Yeah. Yeah. This, this right. So we have our contracts with the, with the uh, company, like me, mm -hmm. Swix and Fisher. And they also have contracts with our federation. So it depends on which team you are and everything and what's how, how successful you are. So they mm -hmm. give you some pairs. And if you broke, like, like the balls, if you uh, break them, then they change them. Um, okay. So 
that's pretty cool. So I think I got two or three pairs this year, one pair of plastic, okay. two pairs of skating. And yeah, I can change them if they break. And also this keys, uh, yeah, that depends how success successful you are and which team. Um, so I got, yeah, four pairs at the beginning, but like now in Oberhof, they are also there to test the skis, like Fisher by right. themselves. Mm-hmm. And if they have a new ski, which is working really well, then they give it to you. And yeah, the service is pretty good. <laughs> and I really also had really good skis then in, in Oberhof for the conditions. Right. So the, yeah. And then if they come up with new grinds or anything, yeah, do they the, ask you to test as well? Or Yeah, with the, the grinds especially. So they also took his key, which wasn't that good in, when we tested it. So they changed the grind um, on another one. So they do like that so that, that you don't always get a new ski because at the end you have too much skis and then... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes was a big problem because there are so many skis that you don't know which one I should take now for testing because you could test right. the whole mm-hmm. day. With, yep. uh, <laughs> and and one more question about skis. So when you go to the the podium or flower ceremony, <laughs> it the skis that they have in their hands there are they just sort of super light replicas? So that they're easy to carry along, or are they actually skis they ski on? No, no, this, uh, these are really skis, but it's they are not our skis, so they are prepared, you know, with like a, mm-hmm. how you call it, like a, yeah, the the holder, yeah, yeah, the holder, so they're like the strap, yeah, it, like a strap, yeah, and then yeah. you can take it really easily, and but it's the same weight, so it's like a, a, normally a too big ski because you also take it to the interviews, and then they need to be. Like the right height, yeah. you know, like here. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's not nice cheap, but uh, no, it's the same weight and everything. Yeah. So they are not because when not, I uh, I always know heavy. So if I if I walk from the car to, on the parking lot to the to the ski slope or the the tracks, uh, I usually drop them three times because I'm always like. Really? <laughs> fiddling around and stuff and they're well, walking s- with them like they're just waving them about and nothing well, you happens saw with- uh johannes at one of the um at one of the the flower ceremonies he was celebrating and he dropped the skis i really like oh <laughs> yeah it was, it, it I was see one, one of the many races that he won this past week but yeah, <laughs> yeah. um so speaking of uh, skis and 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 Oberhof, how did you guys deal with all of the different conditions, right? Because it was a little bit cooler when you first got there, and then it got hot and sunny and sloppy, and then by the end it was windy. So it was sort of you had to deal with a a little bit of everything. Yeah, so we have uh, the grinds for every conditions. Oh um, man! So the technician did a. a a lot of work there that's the truth so we but i think it was in the end i just had at the beginning a different ski a different grind and then it was always the same because the conditions like the the weather changed but the, the snow didn't really change so it was okay. uh, it was always like a wet uh, snow um, mm-hmm. so we could uh, use the same grinding again and again and yeah, but at the end it was really horrible. It was getting so warm, also with the wind, and so the, the snow yeah. was also really dirty. These are not good conditions to for the waxing, and uh, the service was really challenged to do the skis. Um, but they managed pretty good. Yeah. 
yeah, I, I don't see envy, one frozen, uh, two the, frozen the ski and the wax teams, you know, having to keep everything, you know, in, oh. in tip top shape. Yeah. Yeah. It's- Sorry. I, I lost both of you for, uh, for a few seconds there. So I don't know. No, I thought uh, you froze, but I thought you were just really interested in what I was saying. <laughs> oh, nah. <laughs> Sorry. Never. Um, Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> so, no, I, w- I had just asked Anna about, uh, you know, or I was, I was saying, you know, I, I don't envy the, uh, the ski and the wax techs and, and having to keep everything in tip top shape, you know, with, uh, for, with a whole, uh, two weeks. Yeah. And, and does the salt, uh, have a big impact on the, the skis uh, the and the waxing or yes too so uh, it's for us it's not good yeah for for us it's not good uh, when they just do some parts with salt so if they don't mm-hmm. do all the the, the track with salts um, because then it's i mean not for me a challenge but for the wax team yep. it's, it's sure yeah yeah um yeah, then you have to look so which part is really necessary. So like the Bürgsteig, the uphill, you need to have good skis there and also the downhill. There may be some parts that are not so important. So that could be that there's skis going on some parts not right. so good, but then at the at the downhill, which is more important. Um, yeah, so it's like always a big challenge and you have to decide and um, what's the best but, uh, balance yeah. yeah it makes me it's it's funny because um we you know there's a lot of talks about using fluoride and uh and banning that for environmental impact but then they're pouring all this salt on the on the tracks which i can't imagine is super good for the soil either but it's uh you do, RJ, you do the I best i can i suppose we're, we're losing you a little bit there i think you were asking about oh no fluoride. yeah no, I was saying that they they stopped using fluoride for environmental impact, but then they're pouring all the salt on the tracks. Yes, uh, which I can't imagine is the best either. But yeah, I can't relate why. Yeah, but it was it. Yeah, the the problem for us it's getting really deep if they don't uh, do it with the right. salt like on the track. Yep. But yeah, I'm also with the fluor. Because they don't really check it now at the moment. I um, hope that everything is going right with this because it can be also cheating too, you know, because this makes yeah. a, 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 a huge difference. <laughs> and especially in the wet conditions. So, yeah, I'm, yeah, we will see if they find another solution for that. Or, right, right. Yeah. Okay, RJ, if you're okay with it, I've got some sort of silly questions to ask. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah. <laughs> no, I actually have a couple too, so I'll do them oh. after. <laughs> okay. Um, all right. So uh, of of all of your teammates, um, you know, which one do you have like a, a, a roommate that you're always with or do you guys trade off or do you always have like your own room? Um, no, I'm normally I'm always with Dunia, and uh, all when I since I'm in the World Cup, I'm with Dunia, and mm-hmm. uh, but it, it's really cool with her. So I think we are the perfect uh, teammates or room roomies, how you say. <laughs> uh, so uh, you have to tell us something embarrassing about her. Does she snore? Does mm-hmm. she? Uh, 
Oh no, she really, she really will kill me when she hears all of that. Um, <laughs> does she do anything embarrassing? She's going three or four times uh, on the toilet in the night. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> <laughs> oh man! So, so if you have a bad race, we'll know that uh, she was up several times that night and yes. keeping you awake. <laughs> yeah, we'll blame her. Um, all right. So, and then when you travel. Um, do you, are you guys, uh, flying, driving? How do you guys travel around? Mm. We in Austria, we have, we are really lucky because we are always like in the center of all the shooting yep. ranges and uh, places where you can do biathlon. So most of the time we are going uh, by car. Okay. And so just sometimes, you know, like to Norway, um, we have to go by plane because it's too long, but sure. the rest, yeah. I think it was just either. And the rest of the, yes, the rest that we did just by car. So what do you all listen to in the car when you guys are going? Mm, when I'm with the World Cup team now, they always listen to sometimes Tyrolean music or Austrian music. So I really hate <laughs> Okay. <that. laughs> um, but I was going to ask about that. If you Do you yodel? No, I don't yodel, no. No, I never learned it. Yeah, see, I don't know if I believe you. Pretend like I'm doing it because it's... Yeah. Yeah. But no, I'm, I'm does, not good at it. I will not do it now. <laughs> no, does does anybody on the team yodel? Um, I'm not sure. Maybe Lisa because she's uh, really... Uh, yeah, I can say traditional in this thing. She also plays mm. like the instruments we are playing in Tyrol. <laughs> Maybe she can do it, but I'm not sure. I think it's like more the guys who do it in modern okay. Okay. who do it in, in Austria. Uh, okay, so we'll uh, we'll get uh, Ader on and uh, or, or or David Komatz, and yeah, we'll, we'll ask him for some Maybe. for some yodeling. Yeah. Um. <laughs> all right. So if you were in charge of the the radio, what would you listen to? Hmm. Mm, I think, like the radio does it. So I'm really, I oh, it's, I'm yeah. I don't have a special kind of music I'm listening to. I really, okay. But I listen to pop and uh, not like rap or anything. Just the mm-hmm. normal music which is going, which you can hear in the radio. Sure. So All right. And then, do you are you a, I have to disappoint an Apple Music <laughs> or Spotify listener at all? Or I I listen a lot uh, of music. I have a Spotify account. I think I have more than one thousand uh, downloads. Um, so <laughs> I I listen to music twenty four seven. You can say. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Shower, so are in you... the car, especially in the car. <laughs> I'm really like a, a car. I always do carpool karaoke. So. Oh, oh, yeah. singing in the car. <laughs> nice. Sometimes I thought there are uh, drivers next to me. They see me singing. I think. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, so you're really singing. You're not just you're not just like mouthing along. Like no, you're no, really no. you're really letting it go. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Awesome. All right. So so we won't ask this time, but next time when we have you on, we'll uh, we'll put on some music and make you sing. <laughs> <laughs> and do you listen to any podcasts? Mm, yes, too. So we have a podcast also in uh, in Austria. In, actually, they are uh, they are Germans. It's called Extra Runde. I listened a lot to them, mm. but at the mm-hmm. moment, as I mentioned, I, I learn French, so I just listen to the French podcast to improve my French a bit. Nice. Yeah. What in particular? Who are you listening to? Um, how is it called? Live Biathlon, I think they're called. Okay. 
but not just i also listen to others like uh yeah like french podcasts uh they mm -hmm. talk about everything so mm. just um, just getting the just, uh yeah just, just the, hearing the language right hear the language yeah because i think that's the best you can do like listen um podcasts watching films and this language and reading then you improve mm -hmm. really quickly yeah well, look, there you go. Those were my next questions. What are you reading and what are you watching? Uh, yeah, reading at the moment. I'm really bad in reading. I started book, I think, um, at the beginning of the season. And I wrote, I, I read, I think, 10 pa pages, something like that. So I'm really, really bad. <laughs> 10 I never pages. have time for reading. <laughs> but my the mom of my boyfriend, uh, she gave me a book, um, a French book of a I think she's an athlete of uh, a ski alpine athlete, which had mm -hmm. an, or who had an accident. So a, a little a dramatic book, but uh, good for yeah to learn French. Well, and, and I'm and sure she gave it to you, so you have to read it. Yes, <laughs> no, no, no. But she also gave me some comics. This is really like Titeuf. I don't know oh. if you know him. I didn't know him. Titeuf. It's it's called. It's like hmm. I think it's just a French thing. Um, okay. The little boy, it's pretty, it's it's uh, pretty funny. <laughs> and watching at the moment because I knew I have a podcast with you, I started to watch in, in English again because I was so scared that I'm not speaking. No, no, you are awesome. <laughs> but I started uh, again with Emily in Paris, and it was oh, yeah. actually a pretty good idea. So because they they speak also a little bit French in there and English, so I could learn the two languages together perfect yeah but now i have I, I really want to go to paris i said to my dad today boys i, I really want to go a uh, weekend to paris now i'm so motivated for that <laughs> that was a did perfect you read, uh, i'm sorry or, no i was going to ask if you ever read uh, martin Foucault's book yes i did yeah in french no it was in in english because it was Five years oh. something like that. and okay. I, in German, sorry, in German, <laughs> not in English. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was going to ask. Once the season wraps up in Oslo, what are your uh, what are your first vacation plans? Um, I will stay in Oslo directly um, to do some training there because after mm. the season we still do some long trainings, like really three four hours of skiing. Oh, okay. And uh, I think it's the best up there. They have more snow than we have at the moment. So mm -hmm. I hope that we have good conditions there. I will stay with my boyfriend there for one week. Mm -hmm. And then, and with some others, with Lou Chaumonot and Eric Barrault. Uh, oh, okay. So, so I think it will be a pretty cool season, a pretty cool uh, weekend and or either. And then I go to Bangkok with my boyfriend. Oh, wow. Or, or Thailand. So we do Bangkok first and then some islands like um, island hopping. And uh, really, really looking forward to that. Uh, we are still no planning. kidding. <laughs> still planning the trip. And uh, yeah. That's going to be awesome. Um and then, uh, and then, last of my silly questions. I, you know, I've taken up a lot of time here with these. I'm sorry, RJ, but uh, uh, how did you meet uh, Emilian, and how did you guys start dating? And uh, who asked out who? All the good stuff. Oh yeah, <laughs> um, Emily, I know him because of the the races because he's doing the same sport. And 
Actually, I think it was him who started riding with me and then we, we rode a lot, a lot. And one time we were uh, meeting each other for like everything couple, I think starts like that in Biathlon, you go for, uh, for a walk <laughs> and, mm-hmm. <laughs> because you don't have other opportunities. Yeah. And yes, it was like, so we, we are one year together, one year and two months now. It was like one year ago we decided, yeah. Dude, very cool more than just friendship and yeah since then it's awesome yeah i was pretty cool with him because you always also see the um other nation or how the french guys they train and mm-hmm. i also did some trainings with them together i saw uh how he was doing his training and everything so it was for me also a really good uh experience and i learned a lot mm-hmm, of them mm-hmm. there's no secrets then when when they know oh there's an austrian around we should <laughs> no not at all and i <laughs> think they also don't do like different things like we do but they're right a little bit more relaxed so we in austria we always have our plans our coaches who are there um mm-hmm. and uh, the whole day is planned and they're in france they're like a little bit cooler with that they they don't always have a coach with them so they do a lot by themselves and Mm -hmm. yeah i think sometimes you don't have big secrets to be better you just yeah and then have a glass of wine in between and yeah yeah they just although you probably have the the glue wine or the schnapps (laughs) yeah (laughs) you calm down sometimes yeah Uh, uh, talking about friendships, I saw that you um, had a picture with uh, uh, Vanessa Hintz when she announced her retirement. Did you? Was that just because you happened to be there at the same time, or do <laughs> yeah. you? Did you have a connection with her? Or? Mm, not really. I, yeah, we were talking to each other sometimes, not often, but I I think he had this starting number twenty six, and she had twenty five, or like. 27 i'm not sure she was faster than me that was because this 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 race was really horrible it was like in le grand bonos it was so icy so Mm. really i couldn't ski at all (laughs) and so we meted each other in the finish area and i didn't know that she uh that she quit the biathlon and then i Mm -hmm. i said to her are you you finished the biathlon or what's going on she said yes and then i was like hugging her and oh. say, oh, all the best for the future. And then there was a photographer, and he said, oh, come, back, come back, come back, come back together. And I said, okay, okay. Then we, then I thought they first. I, I thought he wants just uh, take a picture of Vanessa. Yeah. And then he said, no, no, you together, you together. And then we were standing next to each other, <laughs> like we are the best friends. But <laughs> no, she's really nice. But uh, we didn't had so much to do with each other. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> Yeah, we we had her on the podcast uh, in the summer, right? Oh, really? Yep. Yeah, it was like yeah, in July. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah so no, hopefully she was, that's, she was that's not a bad sign then, <laughs> that, that you're going to retire no, soon. No, no, no. <laughs> um, I noticed that uh, your account on Instagram, you have over 30,000 followers, so it's it's very popular. But I saw you even have uh, what seemed to be two serious fan pages and then a couple of other ones that are um, not as active. Do you know the people that run the fan pages? Um, I know one. Yes, I already met her. Uh, 
Her name is Lea. She's really nice. So for me, it was also a big honor that somebody starts a fan page for me, even though I was yeah, not yeah. so. So I wasn't. Not, I was not in in EBU Cup. Or I think I did one race in EBU Cup. So I was. She was starting this fan page right after my medal in Lenzerheide at the Youth uh, uh, World Championships. I think after that, so she started mm-hmm. that, and for me, it was a big honor because I, I'm not the star at all. I just yeah did a medal in the youth so it's like really the beginning but somehow she was really a big fan of me and she wanted to support me and uh, then others were coming too like uh, one from switzerland one from germany one from czech republic yeah, so <laughs> it was kind of uh, it must yeah, be kind of weird to yeah, it's really weird that I'm an inspiration for other people and I didn't do a lot of things now, so I didn't want a World Cup or anything. But somehow the the people like what I'm posting and what I'm doing and um yeah. It's for me a big honor. But you can still walk down the street in Innsbruck or yes, yes, other yeah. places. No, no. <laughs> no, just some after the World Cup there are now some people who recognize you, yes, but not really in the city, like more when you go cross-country skiing and uh, right. yeah, there yeah. are sometimes people who want to see a photo with you suddenly and you are like, okay. But <laughs> <laughs> um, <well>, yeah. <laughs> um, I had one more question and that's more about statistics. I don't know if you know the website that I run, uh, Biathlon on Analytics, but I, I have a lot of interest in that. Do you use data a lot and uh, i know a lot of athletes they just go to biathlon results to kind of check their ski times and that kind of thing but do you do more than that or is somebody in your team more into data analysis or so if i use the app for analyzing my my skiing time Mm -hmm. um yes I, i use it a lot so after every after every race i check um did I improve? Uh, how was my skiing time compared to others? How is my shooting time? I think you really have to do it because if you don't look, then you, you are not improving or you can't improve. Um, so for me, that's really important. I'm not using the app, the new one, a lot because I think it's not as good as the, mm. the on the on the internet, the normal mm-hmm. uh, one. Um, so, but yeah. For analyzing, I think it's the best thing. Also, my dad, because my dad, he is still my my coach, and he is always okay. looking after the races, the analyze or yeah, the analysis. So, yeah, for us and also for the coaches, it's a really good thing. Yeah. And and does somebody in the Austrian team or anybody you know ever go sort of deeper into the data, like use the actual data and then work with that, or is it mostly what's on biathlon results? Um, no, I don't think so. Maybe we have also a sports scientist. Maybe he is looking a bit deeper in the details, but I don't think so because, yeah, every race is also different. You can't compare right. them always uh, with each other because, yeah, um, I don't know. There's a lot of snow, there's wind, uh, there's this, there's that. So at the end, you, we look more like that we also have a training trainings book or a trainings journal right um so we look more into that and analyzes then afterwards uh how much training we did uh compared to the other years 
how much uh, more fast training or less fast training we did compared to the other years. Um, so for us, the training journal is more interesting. The the IBU data center, it's just really right after the race to see, okay, I lost a lot in the first uh, course time or in the second course time. So for the next race, I have to look that I go faster there and there. But right, it's right. not really important for the whole year. So, okay. Yeah. Do you know at this point kind of what your focus will be on uh, or if there will be a focus for the for the summer training, like a specific thing you're going to be working on? Um, yeah, definitely the shooting like we talked before to shoot mm -hmm. uh, faster yep. and also to be more safe in standing shooting. And mm -hmm. um, running, I think I will just continue like I did now because I think it was a pretty good way um, how we did it yeah. this summer. Because I really improved in in running and or in skiing, so yeah, I will continue like that. Maybe just like little things in strength training because I started it this strength training this year, like with weights and everything. I was mm -hmm. uh, waiting a lot because I I saw that many athletes had problems with the back or um, like blessings because of because they started the strength training too early when they were too young. So I really waited for that and uh, started a professional with uh, coach this year. So maybe we have to do there uh, something different because I'm still learning and he still learns with me. But the rest, I think we stay pretty the same. Awesome. Okay. Yeah, I was going to actually mention your, uh, your, your ski, like your course time ranks mm -hmm. are about the same this year as they were last year. I mean, obviously a little bit lower, but... Um, you know, and considering the jump up that you made from the IBU Cup to the World Cup, that's a yeah, pretty awesome thing to, really to be able to maintain it. it. With last yeah, year, it's, yeah. it's hard to compare, but I just saw in Idre, my running time was really, I think, yeah, Lampic was yeah. there too. It was a little bit embarrassing, uh, but not embarrassing, but depressing for me to see that I'm really good in running, but I have still the, the second or third time, and Lampic is one minute in front of you. It was... <laughs> I'm hard to accept, but it was like that. And uh, but I think that my my niveau is is I never had the second time I think uh, in the EBU Cup before. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I yep. think really that I that I'm better now than the, the year before, and I also because I was not yeah. so mu so many times sick this uh, this beginning of the season like the last mm -hmm. year. So I think I did uh, improve. Good. Huh. Yeah, no, it's been uh it's been an awesome first year on the World Cup. Um RJ, do you have anything else you wanted to to touch on? No, I think this is the perfect time to uh, to do that yodel. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know for So that, far right. every guest has done a yodel twice. at the end. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you know, I think I think we kept Anna talking too long, and she she's losing the voice. She yeah, can't do it. Yeah, 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 yeah absolutely. <laughs> well, thank you so much thank for coming so on much and for spending this much time with us. Yeah, you're welcome. I really appreciate it. it. Really, really nice to talk with you. Yeah. And good luck in the, um, the remainder I of the season. That's what I was going to say. I think we'll be watching close, especially in uh, Nova Mesto, to see if you can. Uh, 
have an awesome an awesome weekend there. We'll be really really cheering for you. Yeah, I will give my Absolutely. best. I will yeah. try my best. <laughs> okay, excellent. Thank you so much. Thank Bye. you. Bye. Bye-bye.